Welcome to the Rise to the Challenge podcast. Join today. She's a singer and songwriter. It's Darian Lee. How are you doing today, Darian? Hi, I'm good. How about you? Doing so good. We're so excited to have you on the show to talk about your rise to the challenge. What we like to do with all of our guests is go right to the beginning. Talk about where you're from and what you like doing growing up. I'm from a small town in northern Minnesota called Karlstad, Minnesota. Not to be confused with Karlstad, Sweden. Um, <laughs> uh, I was very much so an outdoors kid. So anything I could get my hands on going outside or like crafting was my thing. Music, obviously, as well. You talk about being outdoors, especially in Minnesota. Wintertime is the coldest, obviously. Yes. Did you like the cold weather being in Minnesota? Or were you like, the first chance I can get away from the cold, I'm going to get away? I think as a kid, I really liked it. But as I got older, I was like, man, there are other places that aren't this cold. (laughs) (laughs) Especially with the Midwest. It's like, you never know what the weather is going to be. Like, I'm in Missouri. And you get there and you're like, oh, it's 90 degrees. Nope, now it's 30 degrees. Exactly. Exactly that. (laughs) You talked about crafting. What kind of crafts did you enjoy growing up? I was really game for anything I could get my hands on. I had three older brothers and have three older brothers. And really, any chance I got to sometimes get away from, like, the crazy games that they'd like to play outside and all the crazy, you know, young boy things, (laughs) I got to go inside and, like, play with glitter or something was all my thing. (laughs) Do you feel you learned that you're very artistic? And that kind of helps with your profession that you are in now with that creative mindset. Absolutely. Absolutely. With your brothers, is it hard to get along with three older brothers? Um, I think it actually, I can't imagine it any other way. I love my brothers so much and we're all very tight knit. And there's definitely times like any kid growing up where you're like, man, these brothers are hard or these sisters, whatever it might be in your circumstance. But I feel very lucky because they've always been right there through everything. But there's definitely times, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't relate. I don't have any siblings, but I kind of look at like my friends who are older. And I'm like, if we we were family, we would probably get along. But coming from a different viewpoint, it's like, okay, I can see the differences. But I think that's what makes it you have your uniqueness and you're kind of like, what makes you an individual in a way? Right, exactly. What kind of music did you like growing up? You mentioned you found music at a young age. Yeah, I was honestly just like crafting was very much so game with anything I could hear. I mean, growing up with a larger-ish family, if you want to call it that, I was really engrossed in so many different genres. So I grew up listening to like Broadway musicals and that was my jam. I loved the Phantom of the Opera, all things Phantom of the Opera, still do. Um, and then like ABBA and then my dad's playing Alan Jackson and the Highwaymen and Dolly Parton and Loretta Lynn. And then there's like my brother's playing Foreigner. Like I got <laughs> all sorts of vibes. <laughs> what specifically about Broadway? Because that is definitely a unique genre where you yeah. have both the what happens in the play, but how they incorporate the style music into it. Right. I think for me, it was just the music that really tied me into it. My brother was really into theater um, and I slowly developed that interest as well and was in theater for a very long time. So I think it kind of just went hand in hand. He and I have a lot of similar interests. So it kind of gave us something to bond over. What was your favorite Broadway play? Um, 
I'm always still like my childhood self very much so Phantom of the Opera just because it's the first thing I never I still have never actually seen it in person I would love to (laughs) I watched the movie as like a six-year-old kid uh with Gerard Butler and was like sign seal delivered move over the Barbie movies I'm ready to watch this day and night on repeat that was my childhood I found a movie I liked and I was like rewind please go again (laughs) Is there, you talked about some of the artists that you enjoyed and was this before you kind of started getting the idea of, I want to make this a career path. Did you kind of start getting that kind of passion even more? Yeah, I honestly think I had it from a very, very young age. You know, I grew up with the Disney Channel who always has singers and the Hannah Montana (laughs) musical, um, all the things we can all relate to. Right. And I think I just saw theater and saw the opportunity for music to be involved in that and being in theater I think really introduced me to what life is like on stage and it really kind of just engulfed my life in all the best ways. When you were in theater were you trying to participate in more of the musical plays because of the passion for singing or getting that kind of well-versed in all the different types of plays that theater brought? I think just well-versed. Our school is so small that by the time I was able to be in actual school productions, musicals weren't really around as much anymore. But we had a really great music scene in my school growing up. So I kind of got a taste for it in that way, uh, but not quite through a musical. When did you get your first exposure to singing? Oh, probably like Sunday school growing up. Um, That was very natural where I'm from is that Sunday school is kind of your introduction to that but also like I had always just sang to random tunes my entire life. (laughs) With Sunday school did you get nervous being on stage singing or you mentioned being feeling natural it kind of came to you? Right I mean I was with so many other people that I'm sure I probably felt nervous as a kid but you're singing in like Christmas programs and and cute things and just fun and you're with your friends and as much as it can be nervous I mean you're also seeing like your grandparents and your parents and your aunts and your uncles and all the things so I think I probably was I'd imagine I was but I think I got more nervous as I got older and started tapping into doing things on my own. As you were growing up, did you have anyone in your life that was a huge motivator or inspiration for you? Um, my parents are incredibly hard workers, and I think that was huge for me. All my all of my family is really, they're all great examples of showing a hard work ethic. And I think that Midwest work ethic, ethic is very strong as yep. well. You know, you got to brave through the snow and brave through all the things, just as I'm sure every area has their thing as well. But I would honestly say like my entire family was really that source of inspiration for me. Hard work is definitely a key thing. And getting into the music industry, you have to put in a lot of hard work because it's a huge competition out there. When when did you start thinking, this is the path I want to go? Maybe not going to college or did you go to college or did you go right into the workforce? Where did that all start for you? Yeah, I sang in my first competition when I was 14. um, And that kind of introduced me to doing it as a solo artist. I'd always been in choirs or in Sunday school, like we were talking about. And that was really when I just tapped into doing solo work. And really, I sang at numerous places throughout I would say a good majority of high school after that point and had kind of 
got a little stuck, I guess you could say, between choosing education and also following my dreams. And so I went to college for a little bit and realized that it, it's really hard to be playing shows yeah. really 24-7 while also taking your finals and trying to juggle all of the things and ended up deciding that I was going to leave college after about a semester, ended up doing another semester online um, and just found music. And I think education is great, but everybody's got to do what works for them. What were you pursuing in college? I was pursuing English education with an education in music as well. So like to teach both. Okay. Cause I always wonder with musicians, do they ever think about going for music? But I know a lot of schools, it's different what their music program is, right. but you mentioned music education, which kind of fits into your love for music. Right. Exactly. Was it hard to convince your parents to not go to school anymore and go straight into your career? I think for them, because I had tried it, at least dip my toes in the water and really just threw myself into the water, moving and, and trying to get involved in everything that I could get involved in. I think they saw that I was trying. I think they also saw that I was struggling a little bit and wanted to do something else, but was trying to do, you know, the the norm that society puts on kids of that age is to go to school and to get the education. And I feel like a lot of the times you hear to go to a four year and, and really dedicated things. And I think they saw that. And also with my three older brothers, they kind of experienced different things as well. So I think they saw the struggle and they were nothing but supportive the whole time. With that struggle, did it play any effect mentally for you where it kind of made you kind of regret a decision in a way? Yeah, absolutely. I It took me a while to feel at home in college, just because it, obviously leaving it, it means that it probably wasn't the right thing for me to do. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think it was really important for me to go through that. And it's such a learning time in my life, too. I learned a lot about myself and how I socialize with others. And I had to put myself out there because the first, you know, you're a freshman at a college, you're away from home. There's no one there that, you know, usually I had a couple of people that I knew, but learning how to put myself out there was really good for me. So the start of your career, you mentioned moving. Where did it start? Where did you go? What was that first kind of few months creating music and things like that for you? Yeah, I actually, so I moved for college and then ended up going back home. Um, and then I moved out to Nashville here about a year ago. So um, I would say the start really for me was just finding the right people to help guide me in ways because there's so many different paths you can go on. And at the same time, I was only like 17 trying to navigate who I was as an individual, but also where am I supposed to go? What turns yeah. am I supposed to take? So finding those people to mentor was super important. Why Nashville as a starting location? Um, I would say... Honestly, I really got my start in Minnesota. Uh, I like, I realized that I needed to like lay down the groundwork. I needed to gain just the support from there, which I'm so grateful for has always been there, but really just diving into that. And like I said, lay down the groundwork. Um, and Nashville really just became natural with that. I record music here. Uh, there's so many people that you can get involved with that can help you a lot and help you immensely. So it's kind of just a natural move, I think. Do you feel Nashville kind of molded you into the music style for you, or you were able to really bring your style out, but just using Nashville as a starting place, getting to meet the connections, networking and learning from people in the industry? Yeah, I think I had a good sense of the sound that I wanted, but working with 
people that do it every single day is definitely helpful. You know, they're well-versed and know what they're doing. And that was incredibly helpful for me and really honing in on what my sound is and, and who I am as a person. I mean, you're always figuring it out, but it was definitely and is very helpful. What would you say your music style is? I think my music style is country um, with a bit of pop. And sometimes it might seem a little more pop than country. I like to dabble on the edge sometimes. <laughs> it's like when, uh, what is it? Oh, Taylor Swift kind of came, started out as country, but then she started kind of mixing in different genres. And I feel like music, musicians shouldn't have to kind of label themselves. They're allowed to create whatever they want, whatever they're feeling, because each song could be not country style, but it could be a pop style or a rock style. Because you talked about the different influences you enjoyed growing up and you kind of want to create that in your vision. Right, exactly that. Would you say you had any influences, music influences, like you kind of mentored off of or you kind of were inspired by being a musician in the career? Yeah, for me growing up was, I think the first song I ever learned on guitar was Johnny Cash. Um, very rite of passage, Shania Twain. I, I grew up in like the huge Carrie Underwood times. I mean, it's still huge now, but like that American Idol winning yep. season. Um, Faith Hill, Casey Musgraves. These days I really love Carly Pierce. Um, and some of them dabble in and out of the country scene. You know, there's always Loretta Lynn though. That was a big one for me growing up. Um, not as big as I always think it was, but definitely big in a way of like always having your songs in my head. Uh, which I think really kind of like put the bug in me. I love to get into some of the songs that you've written. One of your songs that I tr I found on a reel on Instagram, and it was before I even knew I was going to interview, was Let Me Go. Yes. And that <laughs> song popped up, and I'm like, I've never heard this, and I'm listening to it. Amazing song. Yeah. What was the inspiration behind that song? Um, I think the inspiration for it is very much so what it sounds like. <laughs> um, based off of, you know, the relationships that you end up leaving and, and at the time, you know, you're, you're not feeling very good about it. You know, it's fresh. It's a fresh wound. It hurts. Um, and I sat down with Emily Fortney and Sky Claire, the co-writers on that song. And we just got to talking about our own life experiences and, and things that quite literally did happen in the song that we talk about. And, how it felt and that feeling of just wanting to be let go, to just let go of that chapter, to move on and like almost erase it in your mind. I think it's such a stage of a breakup that you're just like, I want to separate. I don't want anything, you know, I want to move on. Um, and I was very much so still in a stage of like navigating that a little bit, but also trying to tap into it too to write a song like let me go for and that song to me is my lifetime anthem i i love that song the music video is great i mean <laughs> it's just you we kind of talked about earlier about the creative artistic side and you can definitely see it, you might have maybe had help with coming up with it but you can right. kind of tell when a musician puts their creative touch to it because it fits their personality is it hard to put that personal touch into songs where it kind of re recreates memories, maybe not in a good way, because you talked right. about the meaning of the song, but now you have to retell it and you're just hearing it right. over and over and over. It's very true. I think for me, I almost become slightly desensitized to it after I've like recorded it and gone through the music video. And, you know, I was sitting on that song for good little bit before I finally released it and when you're recording a song you're hearing it so many times that 
I think I almost like drained my battery of those feelings and then was just like struck with this. Let's light the match and have some fun with this song because that's how the song feels for me. So as much as sometimes it can be like reopening of old wounds, I think for me with Let Me Go specifically it was more empowering at the time that I released it than it was like sad or, you know, reminiscent. You talk about empowering, especially with listeners. Do you get that connection from your fans when they hear the song where they're able to really connect with your song and understand maybe what they, you were talking about in the song, but they went through the same thing and now you have that connection with them? Yeah, absolutely. That song did pretty well on TikTok um, and I had people remaking my videos and it was very, very cool to see them empowered in the same way that I felt empowered. Another song that you released was 10,000 Miles. Talk about that creation. Yeah, 10,000 Miles was basically, to me, I always say it as a diary entry, a journal entry engraved in time. Um, my boyfriend was serving the Marine Corps, was on a deployment, and I was very much so feeling the missing you feelings of deployment and how hard that can be sometimes. And sat on the bathroom floor of my hotel room in Nashville. I was going to CRS at the time. Um, and at this time I hadn't moved yet. And I know the bathroom sounds like a strange place to go to write a song, but if you've ever sang in a hotel bathroom, you know, the acoustics are 10 out of 10 chef's kiss. Amazing. And so I was just, I was feeling the sad girl vibes, you know, that naturally come with that sort of thing and just wrote the song. And I honestly don't know if in the moment I was prepared for it to be anything. I was actually looking for a song to record and I had other people sending me songs and it was a and this doesn't happen all the time a 15 10 15 minute write that we recorded literally the next day um and my mom was like you need you know we're talking about it I'm venting to her she's like maybe you just try writing the song and I was like okay why didn't I think about that let's try writing the song right now that I'm supposed to record tomorrow and it was very much one of those things that writing it it just felt so personal um and then sending it to my producer and seeing what he thought really kind of sealed the deal that even though it is from such a personal and raw space and isn't naturally your intention to want to give people that, that it was important to give people that though. And, and the response on that has been huge. Do you feel when you add those personal touches to a song, it is easier to share it than writing a song that you have no really connection to because it's someone else's lyrics and you're just singing it for that song. Absolutely. I think when you feel a song, it's really obvious for people and they can tell. And, and naturally, I think it's just more emotional for you when you've personally been in that space, or even if you've not written it, but it just resonates with you really hard. I think it's really huge when you can find your own kind of validation through a song in a way. I think even from a listener, as I'm not a musician, but when I hear a song and I'm able to connect with it, and I think that's so important. It just sounds like that is your mission. When you create right. a song, you're trying to find songs that is important to you because your fans know it's going to be important to them to support you in that journey. It's kind of like you talked about you wanted that support system to get into music, but now you've got thousands of supporters that are here for you listening to your songs. Right. You recently came out with the song Jackson, which- yes. Talk about that song. I know we're going into the creation, but there's almost a theme with some of these songs, which is personal to you. Yeah, I have a really hard time writing about things that don't resonate with me. Yeah. Um, 
the car ride with people, I can absolutely tap into whatever they're feeling or whatever the vibe of the room is. But for myself and the songs that I release, I very much so want to and crave to feel it with every fiber of my being. Um, and Jackson was a song that I wrote before I moved to Nashville and, and was feeling very reminiscent on growing up in the things that I could count on um, and questioning, you know, is this a faith thing? You know, was that a God thing or was that just fate? And, and that was the thought that I had a lot growing up and kind of opening that up to people felt like almost exposing myself a little bit, but I think it's very natural to question those things and to just have questions about life. And it felt really important for me to kind of seal that chapter with a song and, you know, put lines in it for all of my family and, it just felt really cool to be able to then be here and release it and see all the love from my hometown. With the pandemic, it has really changed how musicians get out there because concerts weren't happening, performances weren't happening. How have you been able to utilize content creation in your way to still connect with your friends, but still be able to continue to post new music? Yeah, I think it was very much so we were all in the same storm, but in different boats and we're all trying to figure out what the heck is going on. You know, what's tomorrow supposed to look like for me, I was playing shows really regularly at that point. And then when COVID happened, I had actually just gotten home from Nashville from that CRS trip where I wrote 10,000 miles. And it was very confusing, but I knew that the only way I was going to connect with people was through social media. And I see all these people doing lives that first week. And I was like, well, that seems to be the answer. So let's continue posting on Instagram and Facebook and all the things every single day, like normal. Um, but let's also add some live streams in the mix to kind of at least feel like there's some sort of tangible entertainment in front of you. And like, you're able to put out entertainment for other people in that time. So social media was really the way the world ran around. Still is, but different. Do you have a performance that has been memorable for you? Um, For me, there's so many of them. But one of the ones that I always think of when people ask that question is when I played Winstock Country Music Festival. Um, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, like a sea of people like I've never seen in my life before flooding in front of me it's drown pouring rain like drenching us we are soaked they our show is supposed to be at one time they changed it um drew baldridge was very very nice enough to give up one of his sets so i could play and i'm incredibly grateful for that because i'll never forget this opportunity um but literally playing in the pouring rain i think we played a whopping four or five songs <laughs> uh, lightning started striking safety reasons um but the energy in that outdoor space I can't even say a room because it was this huge festival was something that I will crave for the rest of my life and I, and I don't know how I ever did this before then um it was huge absolutely huge and we only did a few songs and I had gained such a fan base from that and I'm incredibly grateful do you prefer performing outdoors than indoors I mean, especially if it wasn't raining, but do right. you like it being outdoors where you can have maybe more people or do you like that intimate kind of indoor setting? I think there's benefits to each one. I love a good festival outdoor, you know, people are wearing their cowboy hats, their boots, the whole 10. Uh, that is one of my favorite things, especially us, yes, because there's so many more people typically at a festival. 
Um, but I also really, really love an intimate room too. There's something so special about how different the two of those examples are and the kind of connection you make with people at either one. One is going to be crazy hype, full of energy, fun, and the other one is almost more personal. So it's hard for me to pick a favorite because I love both of them, honestly, pretty equally. Look at all the different events, concert venues, and things like that. What is your dream stage you would like to perform at? I have always stuck pretty true to um, the Grand Ole Opry being my dream stage. It's so interesting. Anytime I work with any of uh, Anna's clients, they all say the Grand Ole Opry, but it just shows how legendary that stage is where people's idols have performed at that stage and people want to go visit, hear their favorite people perform there. And it's just amazing because there's so much history there. I think it's hard for any country musician to look at the opera. Uh, I don't want to sing there. Everyone wants to sing there. (laughs) I, if someone told you they didn't, I would be wondering if they're just pulling your leg. Like, <laughs> <laughs> With being featured in major publications like CMT, the Country Network, PBS, how has that played in a momentum for you, excitement, where what is next? I'm getting featured in these places that oh, thousands of people can hear about me. Right. That what is next question is one that I think will forever be in my life and like, Honestly, I feel like most people in any sort of form and genre or whatever you're doing in life, I feel like everyone kind of has that what's next question. Definitely after being featured in CMT and in all of those things, you look at it and you're like, this is so huge. What am I supposed to like meet this up with? How am I supposed to do something bigger than being on CMT? Because for me, that has been a lifelong dream. I don't know. <laughs> it's such a good question. I I don't know if there's really an answer to it. You just kind of, I figure just doing what feels natural to you will add up in the end as being just as much of a full of pride moment as something like that would. Looking at your professional career, is there anything that you are hoping to do outside of music that you haven't gotten to be able to do yet? Ooh, um, I'm very much so into fashion. I'd love to do some sort of like fashion line with someone or one of my own. I feel like that would be very, very fun and very up my alley. Are you, do you create outfits for yourself for performances and things like that? I hand painted this vest actually. Okay. Um, it's got like a whole design on the back, but I think it's fun. Like dressing up for shows is genuinely something that gives me life. I love it. (laughs) Do you feel that there is a collaboration that you hope to possibly have in the future? Ooh, I mean, I hope for many of those, but I would love, love, love to do something with Shania Twain. Okay. Is there a signature song that you would duet with her? Oh, I'm a sucker for a ballad, but I also, (laughs) for Let's Go Girls moments, but I think... If I sang still the one with her, I think that would be the moment where I just don't know how my heart could beat further. (laughs) Looking at your journey, taking that risk in leaving college to pursue music full time, has it been everything you have thought of or would you change anything differently? 
I definitely wouldn't change anything. And I know, I know that sounds pretty cliche because everyone says that. But truly, I do think every single step I've made, big or small, brought me to this exact moment right now. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, but no, it wasn't. It is not what I ever expected it to be. And that can be in some ways that are sad and some ways that are absolutely epic. And I think that's one of the most exciting things about doing music, though, is around every corner is something new um, and some sort of new challenge. And my office is never the same. <laughs> yep. That challenge in itself. And I don't really view it as a challenge, but you could if you chose to, because, I mean, it's a different audience, different people, different music, everything. But I would definitely say I didn't expect it to be as it is now, but I'm grateful that it is as it is now. I love that you're honest about that, um, where you said that everything happens for a reason. Cause I always believe that is so true because <laughs> you can say, Oh, I wish this happened. Oh, I wish that happened. But I feel that even going through those challenges, those obstacles, you get stronger, both mentally, physically, emotionally, and everything above. But it's so important that you take on those challenges because no one wants, I mean, everyone wants it the easy way, but you get better going through that tough road, especially being a musician where you have lots of people out there, but you find that core fan base that they want to be there for you. And you've been able to connect with so many other musicians and it's just bringing so much excitement to the industry. Yeah, I, I think every step is so important. Like I said, big or small, happy or sad, they're all meant to be exactly how they are. Um, and for reasons stronger than you or I or anyone else has control over, um, but all very much so necessary, even if they don't feel like it. When you're not playing music, our guest loves to learn what our guests do when they're do on their free time. What do you like to do on a daily basis or on the weekends when you're not playing at a show? Um, I, like I said, I'm still very much so earlier, like I was saying, I'm very much so outgo outdoors girl. Words are so hard. I love, the- <laughs> <laughs> I love the outdoors. <laughs> so any sort of adventure I can dip my toes into or just throw myself into is right up my alley. Is there a special place in Nashville or a place outdoors that you've enjoyed? Um, I'm an ocean girl. I mean, I come from Minnesota, any body of water, <laughs> like. So lakes, all the things, oceans, that's right up my alley too. The final question I'll ask you, for someone that's listening to this interview based on your journey and experience, what tips or advice would you give them to overcome obstacles, accomplish their goals, and rise to the challenge? Oh, I would say, and it almost kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier, that the most important step that you're taking is the one that you're currently trying to do um it doesn't have to be this huge thing where you run you can walk you can crawl you can jog you can sprint you could fly but whatever step that you're currently taking is the most important um and when things get hard just remember that this step right now will be followed by one after that and one after that and i feel like if you focus on that you're pretty destined to get somewhere Well, Darian, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about your rise to the challenge. You're inspiring so many people, and we're excited to see what the future looks like for you. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me. Tune in next time to hear my next guest talk about their rise to the challenge. Remember to follow and subscribe on all major audio platforms, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel to see the full-length episode in video format. What path will you take to accomplish your goals? You decide.